Hey, welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. Don't want to waste any time. We're going straight to the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, we're going to bring in our good friend Sam King of the Lafayette Journal and Courier. Uh, buddy, what a great night for football here. It's finally starting to feel like a uh, Friday night for football, right? Nice cool temperatures and everything, too. And um, well, Let's just get started with the big one tonight. That's uh, where we're going to be out at 6.30 with the pregame, 7 o'clock with the kickoff. It's uh, Jeff hosting uh, Harrison. And I mean, put it bluntly here, I mean, this will determine who's going to win the NCC, right, Sam? Yeah, I think so. And I know that Lafayette just still plays Kokomo, which is undefeated right now. But? Uh, but, but I think that... Uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, the winner of this game is going to win. Harrison is easily going to win uh, the remainder of its schedule. Um, there's not really a tough opponent after this. Uh, and I think that it should be a good one. I mean, you got Harrison, which is, if it can get past its turnover and penalty woes, that I wrote about earlier this week, uh, the offense is starting to look great. And then on top of that, you have a sophomore that returns two kickoffs for touchdowns last week. And uh, I know it was against Anderson, but it is hard to return a kickoff for a touchdown when you got 11 guys chasing one, and he did it twice. So that was quite impressive. And then you look at what Lafayette just been doing, and holy smokes, uh, <laughs> I can't believe, you know, they shut out three teams in a row, which is, uh, there's a lot to be said for that when the games were out of hand by halftime, and you have a JV defense playing against a varsity offense, probably for a majority of those second halves. So um, I think this this has always been a game that's offensive showcase. You know, I think back to 70-something to 60-something a few years ago, it's been 49-42 uh, when they played at Rossade Stadium one year on a Saturday. It was 49-39. to um, There will be some points scored in this game, and, and both teams have very good defenses, but I still think that this is a, a game built for the offenses. Um, right now, I just think, you know, if you – if you asked me before the season, I would have said Harrison's going to end up. I would probably would have said Harrison's going to end up nine and zero in the regular season. Obviously, Harrison lost the first game to West Lafayette, and uh, now where these two teams are, I think that uh, Jeff probably has a little bit of an edge here, um, just with speed and athleticism. Harrison's strength is going to be, you know, its size up front, and can it uh, kind of exploit that? Uh, you know, last year ran for four hundred something yards, and a lot of times was running the same exact play with Hunter Newman. Uh, for a touchdown, but, you know, the Omarion Dixon, Hunter Newman's, those guys aren't there anymore, and it's going to have to be other guys that step up uh, if Harrison's going to be in this ball game. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a size versus speed thing here, too, right? I mean, it's the speed of Jeff, it's the size of Harrison. Uh, one of those has to win out in some way, shape, or form, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely, and um, here's a quote that Terry Peoples told me on Wednesday. Um, I guess it's not a quote, it's just something he said after the fact when we were just kind of talking about the matchup is you wrote, I wrote an article earlier this week and called Jeff's defense a no-name defense. And he goes, believe me, I know their names and they're damn good. So, uh, you know, Wait, I Wait, the defense is good or their names are damn good? <laughs> their, their defense is good. Okay, um, all right. I just want to clarify. So he knows that, yeah, he knows who <laughs> those guys on defense are. They, they certainly have names and he's got them, you know, probably all circled on uh, – on the scouting reports and saying, hey, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy, they can all hurt you. Because let's be honest, JoJo Houston's a great name. Like, that is a great name for a defender. So I just want to make sure that we clarified this, and uh, that's where we're at. We're talking with Sam King here on our uh, Hammerhead Hotline. All right, let's take a look around the uh, rest of the county. Oh, but, by the way, 
Um, before we jump off of this game here, um, Jeff, one of the two teams here that I don't want to say it's a quarterback controversy, but uh, we have a, a couple of roosters in the hen house, so to speak, here. So uh, going forward, what happens with the Jeff quarterback position? Uh, does Ethan Smith take that over? Does Kean hold on to it? Is it a mix? What's going to happen? Uh, well, I think that uh, the um, this was kind of always the plan when Ethan Smith transferred from McCutcheon. Uh, just about a year ago now, I guess, since he was eligible last week. Um, they knew that he was a guy that was going to compete for uh, reps as a starting quarterback. And then this year, with the way things were, uh, you have a young kid who has uh, started, I think he started the first four games, and then Ethan started last week. Um, and, you know, he looks, you know, it's got thrown into the fire. Let's not, you know, beat around the bush here. His first start, varsity start was against Cathedral, so you kind of feel for a sophomore in that regard. Um, but he's gotten better and better. And just talking to some of the receivers uh, in recent weeks, that's kind of like they said, man, I, I don't know. This kid's starting to look good. He's starting to figure it out. And um, if Ethan Kim- Smith comes back and, and gets that starting spot, I'm going to feel bad for the kid that has grown uh, you know, tremendously in just a, a month of varsity football. So uh, I think you know what they had last week was Ethan Smith threw the ball around a little bit and looked really good doing that. Uh, Keon Crowder uh, ran the ball. Um, you know, he got some yards on the ground. I think he scored a rushing touchdown. So maybe you get a little bit of a, um, you know, what uh, Danny Hope used to call the two quarterback system back in the day. It's uh, biblical, so, I hear. Yeah, where we all, all said uh, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. But mm-hmm. uh, that untrue when uh, when Elijah Sindelar and David Blau were both on the roster. So um, I think that's maybe more of a, a good comparison is. Jeff has two quarterbacks right now that they feel confident in, and if one guy's not getting the job done, they uh, can turn to the other and say, hey, we need a spark, go in there and do it for us. Um, but I think that you know Ethan Smith probably is a little bit further along because he started for uh, basically a half a year as a sophomore and, and half a year as a junior at, uh, at McCutcheon. Um, it was just a matter of him getting the offense down and then getting uh, athletically eligible, so... Um, I would imagine he's the guy right now, but, um, you know, like I said, they've got a guy ready to go if he's not. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's move on to the McCutcheon Mavericks here. Unfortunately, heartbreaker. We were out there for that one last week. Uh, Owen Smith did a great job to get him in that field goal position, and uh, the kick just sails a little bit to the left. They lose 28-26, to a game that you felt like they probably should have won last week, but they don't come away with it. You start to see, I, I wrote this, uh, you see steps. They're just not big enough steps that you need to see out of them. They got to put it together for the whole four quarters, and it looked like they were going to do it last week. Just couldn't finish, and and that's the next step. They're going to take on Kokomo tonight uh, on the road. We talked about at the top of this thing here that they are undefeated, but some of those wins that Kokomo has are a little, as the kids say, a little sus and um, not exactly the most legit contenders in the conference. So, uh, what to expect out of McCutcheon tonight? Yeah, um, and I feel bad because I picked Logansport to win by two last week, and my uh, justification for that was McCutcheon hasn't been in a game where it has to make a, a game-winning field goal or a game-winning play to win the game, and um, they the, got the opportunity, and, and it didn't happen. Um, but you're right, they, they just every week uh, look better and better, and um, they are now missing a, a key guy that was has been a big part of that team for three years. Um, so in that uh, happening, you saw the emergence of Ivan Escalera in the backfield last week. He was good. And I think, that's, yeah, that's that's going to be huge because that's a kid that can really uh, help you. He said he feels confident being the go-to running back, and 
Uh, I think he showed that he had almost 200 yards rushing, um, you know, kind of being the, for the first time uh, the go-to guy. So I would look for that to be a key again, um, you know, as I'm, I'm writing my predictions out right now. And uh, what I just typed is uh, against McCutcheon's schedule, Kokomo probably has at least a couple losses right now. So, like you said, um, not the toughest schedule to date. I don't think Kokomo is the fourth best team in Class 4A as as uh, it's ranked in the the coaches poll, but uh, I think Kokomo is really good, and I think that uh, th- this is going to be a test for McCutcheon, but probably a good test to see kind of where you are. Are we getting better? Let's go out and play a team that's supposedly better than us and see if we can compete. Uh, it's a good matchup because Kokomo doesn't throw the ball, so there's not going to be any like um, you know anything you're not expecting. That's Kokomo's just trying to run it down your throat, get three or four yards every single play, and call that a victory if, if it can, you know, get four yards, three yards, three yards. It's a first down. So um, I think that's kind of the way Kokomo has played for many years. And um, if McCutcheon can get it and get Kokomo into some, you know, instead of second and six, get them into a second and 12, you're taking Kokomo out of what it likes to do. All right, uh, Sam King with the Journal Courier on with us here on the Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, a couple of games that... I don't know they're going to be really in doubt tonight. West Lafayette is going to host Benton Central at 7 o'clock. Uh, Bison's been on the receiving end for quite some time in this uh, in this little rivalry here. But, look, I, Coach Andy Stanford's doing a good job of getting that program going in the right direction. They just, uh, they're not going to have the horses tonight, are they? Uh, no, unfortunately not. Um, I like the direction that Benton Central's going. I like the, and, and mm-hmm. Shane Fry, when I was at West Lafayette earlier this week, they've won three games that were, Hey, it's it's the middle of the fourth quarter, and we've got to make a play. Or in one case, it's the last play of the game, and we have to score a touchdown to win. And uh, Benton Central has found a way to win three games like that. And when you're trying to build a program, that is huge. Um, just kind of being in those situations and proving, hey, we're not going to back down. We're going to find a way to win this game, and a game that most years that team would have probably faltered and lost. So um, the Bison aren't going to be in that situation tonight, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Uh, West Lafayette is a much better team in, in terms of talent um, and just where the program is right now. And uh, on top of that, it's a home game, and Shane Fry is sitting on 99 victories. So I think that uh, they would like to get him number 100, maybe have a, a little celebration afterwards, um, probably acknowledge it on the, you know, the, the PA system or whatever. But um, this shouldn't be much of, uh, you know, much trouble for West Lafayette to. Moved to six and zero and remained number one in three A for at least another week. And then you got Central Catholic. Uh, they'll have homecoming tonight against the Bombers or Rensselaer Central. Nice win for them last week at Tipton. Um, I know Coach rode them real hard last week, and uh, to see them respond and get the W is always uh, great. You're here from Coach Brian Nay here in just a few minutes, but uh, I'm interested to find out what they're going to do. Uh, with their uh, quarterback situation. Ben Mazur is back. Bobby Metzger's done a, a pretty decent job so far here. Um, but uh, each one kind of brings something different to the table. So do you go to two quarterbacks? Do you sit on one? Uh, what happens over there at Central Catholic, you think? Well, yeah, and um, Ben Mazur actually was cleared before the West Lafayette game and was throwing, and I was down on the field, and I said, hey, is he playing? And... Uh, I didn't get a, a clear answer. It was kind of, you know, Coach Nay's kind of like, uh, we'll let the situation kind of dictate that. So, um, and I thought at the time he was just kind of BSing me because he didn't want me to go over to the West Lafayette coaches and say, hey, yeah, I think Ben Mazur's playing tonight. So, um, but no, Ben Mazur did not play in that game, as we know. 
Um, but he's he's just a different athlete. And even though he hasn't played football for a couple of years, uh, you saw what he did in some big-time situations for the baseball team, basically willed that team to a state championship as a starting pitcher um, and uh, just all states, everything. Um, he's a winner. He just knows how to win. And, and Coach Bordenay told me that time and time again uh, throughout baseball season. is like, it doesn't matter if we're playing Carmel. It doesn't matter if we're playing Clinton Central. The kid goes out there and, and competes and, and tries to win and does everything he can to win and, and most times does win. So I think that, um, you know, that bodes well for being able to go to the senior um, who did actually start a game at quarterback a couple of years ago when Clark Barrett was out, um, and if need be. Uh, this is going to be a real test tonight, so it'll be interesting with that quarterback scenario. Um, I think Benton Central is a team you can – or, I'm sorry, Rensselaer is a team you can move the ball on – through the air, which is what Central Catholic wants to do. Um, but Rensselaer is a team that doesn't want to let you have the football. They will basically grind an entire quarter off the clock if you let them. Um, much like I said about Kokomo, they, they just try to get three yards and move the sticks every three or four plays. Rensselaer is a, a lot in the same way, um, trying to just you know plow through you, move forward, and keep doing that, and, and you can keep the ball for a, a long time. So this should be a pretty good game it, it typically is um one that goes down to the wire and i, I think that uh, you know i think central catholic probably comes out of this with a win being at home and being able to throw the ball but it's not going to be easy by any means sam king best in the business man i'll tell you what get your uh, subscription to the jnc man because uh he is doing uh the best job out there covering your high school sports sam it's always a pleasure to talk with you on a friday mike man uh hopefully i run into you later on this evening uh thanks so much for the time Oh, thank you. I look forward to seeing you at the, at the shoe tonight. All right, buddy. Take care. I'll see you then. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a little break. We come back. Coach Brian Nay, Central Catholic Knights. He's on the program next here on uh, the Hammer Down Show. 101.7 The Hammer, 103.7. 